Ball and Play 2 presented by DraftKings is underway. Head over to our Warehouse Games channel to see all the action from Ball and Play. Get some skin in the game and download the DraftKings app right now. Don't forget to use our promo code WAREHOUSE. That's promo code WAREHOUSE only at DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. Hello and welcome to Wake and Jake, myself, BBD, as we get into MLB free agency a little bit. Fun NFL weekend. The pitchers are flying off the board as we speak. A couple minutes ago, Lance Lynn to your St. Louis Cardinals. I don't know if that solves all their pitching needs, but it's a step in the right direction. Uh, the big one is Nola. Let's start there. Uh, we did talk about it on Talking Baseball. I did a live reaction, although it wasn't really live. Uh, I was taking a Sunday nap when Aaron Nola signed after cheese giving, a combination of cheese and Thanksgiving, where if you're hearing about this, Another time, you may have heard I got a little sick of the cheese. We'll get to that a little later. Uh, Aaron Nola to the Phillies as I'm trying to round out thoughts. Uh, I'll go on a little bit of a roller coaster ride here because I'm talking myself into a couple different things. Uh, Aaron Nola, there's not a lot of guys that you can pencil in the kind of innings that he's going to be willing to throw. These are the past few years from Aaron Nola. 212 in 2018. 2019, 202. 2020, weird year, but he made every start. Uh, 180, 205, 193. So doing some loose math, if you give a 5 there, you give a 10 there. He's basically averaging 200 innings per full season since 2018. Not a lot of guys that do that. There have been some mixed results in there, um, 2022, last year, or I guess last last year, a year ago? How do you say that? Two seasons ago. It would now be two seasons ago. Yeah, a season. Okay. Uh, Aaron Ola finished fourth in the Cy Young, a 3-2-5 ERA, 205 innings. Great. Sandwiched between that, the two seasons... Innings and strikeout-wise are impressive. The ERA is 4.63 in 2021, and I know he was he was a little lost for a chunk of that season. Last year, he lands at 4.46. Both of those seasons, ERA plus-wise, are below average. I do want to get into the game log a little bit. Um, man, a lot of innings, and a couple of those long inning starts, like he's got a 6.1 against the Dodgers where he gave up six earned runs, uh, five versus Atlanta in six. I don't know. I'm, I guess here's where I'm starting to spiral a little bit on it. Uh, let's see, he got knocked around by Texas, first start of the year, literally. Uh, let's see. Milwaukee put up a big number on him. Pittsburgh put up a big number on him. He goes five innings in 27 of the 32 starts. I don't know. I guess I'm in a weird spot where we're talking a lot about innings. And at a certain point, those innings have to be good. And I'm I'm not too worried about Aaron Nola. Uh, his career ERA plus is 113, 13% above average. I guess what does worry me is 2018, and that's that's going back a long time ago. I couldn't even figure out how to describe 2022 properly. 
2018, if you go from 2019 and on, uh, Aaron Nola, he has the innings, baseball reference, not populating his stat page. I have them. Uh, 397 ERA, 107 ERA plus, uh, about a homer per nine, 2.3 walks per nine, 10.4 Ks per nine. Um, I like Aaron Nola. He pitched in this postseason. He pitched really well. He's a fun player to watch pitch when he's pitching uh, because he has fun breaking balls and he's got an actual pitch mix, a uh, little herky-jerk in the leg kick. You know, Sarah said on here, he's fine. Uh, he'd probably prefer to give the money to Aaron Nola because you can believe in the innings uh, and breaking pitches he'll, normally can age pretty well. He'll, he'll, he'll at least get your value in the volume. You'd think so. I did want to ask Eno, and I chickened out, because there used to be a threshold for innings. I forget if it's like 2,000. Like, if you're an MLB pitcher and you hit 2,000 innings after that, things are pretty tough, which is, is obviously... history kind of, of plateauing after it's that. It's a dumb statement, because if you've pitched that many innings, you've had an amazing MLB career. Uh, he's at 14... 1,422, 1,422 innings. Uh, so 1.4 innings. If he pitches three more 200-inning seasons, which the Phillies are kind of banking on, that gets you to that 2,000-inning mark? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess... Plus, you know, now two extended playoff runs, and the Phillies are planning on more. You love this for the Phillies. You keep a homegrown guy. You know, Trev started talking about how he's going to go, you know, as one of the best Phillies pitchers ever. That's pretty badass. And I don't know how much of 2023 and 2021 are representative of his talent because the sandwiching years around that are also a seventh in Cy Young, 2020, short season, and a fourth in Cy Young in 22. So I guess for me... And he's been very good in the playoffs. Very good in the playoffs. Very good in the playoffs. But in this free agent class, where he kind of by default was the safest bet, people are scared of Blake Snell because of innings and walks. Uh, but I, I think kind of that next tier we've talked about, what about our guy Jordan Montgomery? Uh, like, depending what he signs at, Jordan Montgomery is uh, the same age. He is 6'6". He had Tommy John, but otherwise he hasn't had a lot of injury history. He's made 32 starts the past two years. Uh, he has a career 116 ERA+. Plus. And if you do him, let's do, you know, 2021 till now, uh, Jordan Montgomery's a 121 ERA+. Plus. And you mentioned the postseason success. We saw Monty get after it this postseason. I've seen enough. You know, like I, in his 37.2 postseason innings, he's got a 2.63 ERA. So when you put Monty and Nola side by side, I don't know. I, I was a person early on in talking Yanks. It was one of the places me and Jimmy didn't fully agree on that surprised people. I wasn't the biggest Monty guy. Um, I think he's taken steps and he's improved and he's gotten better. Uh, and I didn't really see that part of it coming. And, you know, who knows how much the Yankees got in their own way. Supposedly he was throwing a high fastball with St. Louis. 
high four-seamer with St. Louis and Texas. Uh, highest release in the big leagues. One of Jim's, Jim's favorite facts if we're talking about giving hitters different looks. Jordan Montgomery is projected to have a better year than Aaron Nola. Um, and I don't know. He threw a buck 88 last year, 178 the year before that. So if we're starting to get into... When you start to get to that 10 to 15 innings range, I don't know. I can figure that out. Like, you can you can figure that out, whether that's a triple-A guy or if that's, you know, someone in your bullpen, five guys in your bullpen logging two more innings. I can figure that out. I, I can, I'm willing to, to chalk that up to being a negligible amount of innings. And, like, I just, let's say, and this can happen to any baseball player, what if Aaron Nola does start to fall off a little bit? He's over 30. You'd say the same for Monty. You'd say for anything, but whatever. Like, what if the mileage... I mentioned he has 1,400 innings. Monty has, has 755. So, there's Jordan Montgomery, who... Let's see where his deal lands. Uh, fan graphs. And... I hope I wanted to double check what I said to Eno because I forgot how much he's with Fangraphs. Yeah, but uh, their crowdsource results last year were very low. But it was the new it was the new CBA the, and contract and that off season like did just kind of catch everybody the off. The Padres guard. went nuts that kind of threw off the whole market. Consistently low. Um, it's fair. So this year they had Aaron Nola six for one fifty, and this was seven for one seventy two. So they were one year off, but basically. Really on it. Uh, they had Jordan Montgomery at 5 for 105. There is a good chance if that Monty number lands around there, or let's say it's 6 for 125 or whatever it is, value, how, however you want to look at it, value and pitching, there's a chance that Jordan Montgomery contract can look better than that. Uh, I think when you're talking... You know, certain level of risk. Like, I I want to see where my guy Sonny Gray lands on this because Sonny Gray has been really good. Uh, Sonny Gray last year, 184 innings, a 279 ERA. 283 FIP. Best FIP in baseball. Lowest home runs per nine allowed. Yeah. In Minnesota, like, we've seen balls get out of that ballpark. Bomba squad. Um, yeah, I mean, Sonny's... Little little older, sure, but we've seen guys older than the age which he currently is get a ton the last couple off seasons. They have him at twenty one per for three years, so sixty three. I guess that's what I'm saying. The Aaron Nola is the first signing. He felt like the safest pitcher compared to Yamamoto, who's probably going to require more money, uh, and you're just not exactly sure what you're going to get. Snell, who was up there with Nola. <laughs> just won the Cy Young. Like, I, I feel like it's weird to have become a a Snell defender almost. Uh, guy's got two Cy Youngs. I realize he used to not go late into games, but again, I, I think you could spin that innings thing the opposite that Snell, when I looked like, it up this morning, is he like had like Snell, 800 innings? Snell's also been like on teams, this is specifically Ray's years, I guess, where like... He wasn't going to be allowed to. Right. Like, it's not... I don't know how much of it should be an indictment on him if, like, teams he was on were 
just saying like you're capped out here. So Snell's at 992 innings. So he's almost at at 1000. So cuz he's been healthy. That's kind of funny. I mean, even compared to Jordan Montgomery, I guess there's the one missing like Tommy John year or Tommy yeah. John and a half year that makes up the difference there, but to see Snell's throwing that more innings than Monty is pretty wild. And he's won two Cy Youngs. He's he's led in ERA plus twice. Uh, he's got a career 127 ERA plus. That's that's better than those other guys. So uh, there hasn't been the bad injury there. The performance is better than the other guys. Uh, I still don't know where Snell's contract is going to land. There's a chance it could be more money than Nola, which then that becomes it becomes a really interesting conversation because Nola's reliability over. Snell's kind of reliable, but shortness. Someone who can talk on that. Snell's kind of its own outlier. I don't fully know what to do with it. But, okay, how about a team signs Snell, and he's Blake Snell. He, I don't know, he plays to his baseball card. Like, that contract has a better chance to look, to look better than Nola's. We don't know what it is yet. If Yamamoto's the guy and his money's around Nola, you'd want him if he's younger and better. We don't know. Complete wild card. But then I even think in the Monty, Gray, even Erod. Like Erod's kind of ended up labeled as being like a tier below these guys, but like on field. I know it kind of feels like he always has something going on, like injury wise, but he's got a one on field been there. Career one twelve ERA plus. Um, you know, some of the numbers got cooked a little bit from being in Fenway. He had the weird thing where he went missing from the Tigers. So yeah. I don't I don't know where all of that resolved. In hundred fifty two innings, he had a three three ERA. Um I don't know. I think I think there's a chance when we get to the end of free agency and when we see those guys I just mentioned, Monty, Erod, Sonny Gray. I think you could be like, "Wow, that that Nola money. You're it really feels like you're paying f- for innings." Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Like you still need good production in those innings and what if the innings do start to add up? Like 7 years? Yeah, seven years is a long time. I know the innings are there are good enough in quality, good good enough in general. Yeah, that that the volume is a big plus. I guess the Phillies and the Phillies are the team that obviously knows him the best. And I guess it should be noted like they're getting him on a pretty decent AAV. I think they tacked on the extra year to do some of that. Philly Phillies fans should be stoked that yeah. they got. One of the I'd, more I'd be nervous about these numbers for Nola anywhere else. Like seven years would be a lot for him elsewhere. I guess who are the other? I I should have looked this up beforehand. Sorry, waking Jake people. Who are the other like innings guys? Because like it's the greats like Scherzer. Like if you look through his career, he chewed up innings. Verlander obviously chewed up innings. I feel like there's always a good trivia answer when it comes to. Innings pitched. Just like active innings leaders. Just, I'm trying to think. Because if we're paying for innings from Aaron Nola, 
It's at what level do they have to be as he get o- gets older? Because we're talking age 31 to 37. So I don't know. I know we've seen Scherzer and Verlander get banged up in recent years, but... A- active it- innings leaders, Verlander by a lot to Scherzer. A huge difference between him and in third place is Morton. Cole Quintana, Sale Corbin, Darvish Gossman. Round out your top nine. Jordan Lyles, 10. Jordan Lyles, 10. Um, I think Quintana, who I was thinking of, that guy... That guy had a stretch. My goodness. From yeah, maybe, 20, maybe 2013, to, 2013 to 2019, he was averaging 193 innings a year. That's wow. That's pretty One, reliable. Two, three, four, five. five straight 200-inning years? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe... And 188 the next. But again, that was from ages 24 to 30. I don't know. Maybe I'm playing devil's advocate a little too much. Uh... He just entered his 30s. I think whether you're talking Snell and Yamamoto, I think those guys have a higher chance of performing. Uh, I think when you're talking Monty and Sonny, just the value of where those contracts land, I think becomes interesting. I think I'm probably too far into this at this point. There's a chance when it's said and done that the the seven years comes back and is like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Phillies, all of that is on top of the, you should be happy you got Aaron Nola back. He's been your one-two punch with Wheeler. Your whole lineup's there. Supposedly, they're in on Yamamoto. Yeah, it has not taken them out. There was a weird quote that they were like, it's Yamamoto or bust, which I don't get that. Like, if you think... Adding that guy to your team would help. Like, shouldn't that keep you in on, I don't know, Sonny Gray, Strom, like whoever? I don't know. We are we are at the tip of free agency, and the other, well, two other pitching moves that really happened besides Colin Rea returning to the Brewers. Uh, Lance Lynn signs. Lance Lynn was in the, uh, you know. That kind of veteran tier, we we talked to Eno Saris about that. He said he, Lance Lynn has a really good release point to start throwing a sweeper. I joke that you just had to call it a cutter. He was projected by these, the fan graphians, to get one for 10. He gets one for 11 with an option for a next year that I think is like one for 15 or something I th- I like that. I think it's another 11 and opt-outs. and He's guaranteed $11 million. Lance Lynn, 37 years old. Pretty crazy. Talk about talk about his MLB career. Uh, let me go look at Lance Lynn's original St. Louis Cardinals team because I think that's going to be a Ooh. whoa moment. Like Lance that's Lynn the World is going to be series team. Right? He's going to be a fun like played with Jordan Walker this upcoming year, and then it's going to be like okay, twenty eleven. Skip Schumacher. Skip Schumacher. Pools. Lance Berkman was thirty five on that team. <laughs> Raphael right for call. Gerald Laird, my goodness. Ryan Terrio. Nick Punto, obviously. Uh, Chris Carpenter, who always becomes a fun trivia question. Arthur Rhodes. Arthur Rhodes is on that team? Yeah, 41 years old. Okay, let's. Now I got to click that. Yeah. Because Arthur Rhodes. Miguel Batista also in his 40s on that team. Arthur Rhodes pitched for Baltimore in 1991. 
Is that like Brooks Robinson? Like, how far back are we? <laughs> Dwight Evans was on that. Oh, that my God. Team. 39-year-old Dwight Cal. Evans. Now I have to give one more click. Sorry, people. This is one of my favorite games to play. Dwight Evans for 72 Boston Red Sox. I mean, you've got a young Fisk on there. Louis Aparicio, no. No way. That brings you back to 56. All right. I'll stop. Uh, Lance Lynn is back with the Cardinals. They needed, on that team. They needed starting pitching in a big way. Uh, John was just half, half joking as we recorded another video that he was like, if you're a Cardinals fan, that's not where you, you would have started your free agency in theory. Yeah, you're not wrong. They need a lot of pitching. Right now, Lance Lynn slots into their two-hole, potentially. Michaelis, Lynn, and Mats. Uh, here's what I'll say. They needed so much pitching that... that their GM explicitly said they need three starting pitchers. I, so. am, I am so willing to let one of... <clears throat> something happened. Something happened. Think about... We've been doing Talking Yanks for a little while, and we're starting to get itchy that something needs to happen. The Cardinals added Lance Lynn. He's a former Cardinal. Uh, Pro's pro. He got rocked in that Diamondbacks playoff game. Uh, And he got rocked a lot of last year. Uh, How many homers did he get up? 44 across two leagues. So, I think you come into next year saying, let's give up less homers. Let's figure that out. Uh, I hope our guy Eno taps into the sweeper stuff. But we are, you know, we're a couple years removed from Lance Lynn pitching really high-level baseball. Uh, even when he went over to the Dodgers, 64 innings to the tune of a 4-3-6 ERA. Like the Cardinals would. The first however many starts of that were way better, too. But if on the whole, they got that. Yeah. Second half of 22, he was really good. Really, really good. That's The diehards remember that's why I took him with my Mr. Irrelevant pick in the Cy Young draft. Mm. Which I did win. Did win. Probably probably should have taken Zach Gallon over Hunter Green, but we all should have taken Zach yeah. Gallon. I should have taken Zach Gallon over, uh, over Lance. Over him. Garrett Cole. Um if I'm a Cardinals fan, I'm happy. Uh you have someone coming in who's a major league pitcher who's gonna pitch for you. That's the first step. Uh let's check in come January and if there's another, the only other pitcher that's been brought in is maybe lower expectations than Lance Lynn. We might be having a, a tough time, but if they could push Lance Lynn to that fourth or fifth spot in the rotation, it's the start of the Cardinals. I'm excited to see what they're going to do this offseason. They still very much believe in their team. Uh, are they going to pay capital? Like we kept, we keep talking about a Cardinals trade. Are they going to be the team that? Makes the move for Corbin Burns or Dylan Cease or Tyler Glass now. Any of those guys would be more than welcome there. And they'd be the ace easily. Uh, those guys would be the ace on a lot of teams they go to. I think even Atlanta, I guess there's some some talks there with Freed or Morton, whoever's around. But uh, Cardinals are going to be players. I'm happy for them that they're getting involved in this offseason. They're on the board. And the other move that kind of happened under everyone's nose, was a relief pitcher. Uh, Our guy, Reynaldo Lopez. Who'd he sign with? The Atlanta Braves. So, Reynaldo Lopez, 
So Fangraphs has it wrong. They say that he resigned with the White Sox. Braves bolster bullpen. Ronaldo Lopez, three-year deal. Uh, interesting, because it's three-year 30, which I think Rafael Montero got that after his free agency and his tear going into free agency, and he kind of had a tough year last year, uh, is what it is. You can't judge everything like that. Ronaldo Lopez, I know BBD, you guys heard the number and were kind of shocked, but then you look at some of the stats and... They're there for... yeah. Three for 30 for a non-closing relief pitcher. Just That felt like a fad that had come and gone. But, uh, but one, happy for him. He's been good for a while. Two, happy for the Braves. Who like, uh, getting top-end bullpen talent is sort of the the main thing on their agenda this offseason. I guess they want one like stud starter, too. But yeah, it's who a, doesn't have room for that? I mean, these... So these are guys in their bullpen with major league contracts, no options. You're on the squad. Rice Iglesias, AJ Minter, Reynaldo Lopez, Pierce Johnson, Joe Jimenez, Tyler Matzik, Aaron Bummer. So that's seven of their eight bullpen guys are like on the team. And major league dudes, by the way. I mean, Matzik and Bummer at the end there. All those guys have good years. On the resume. All of these guys have pitched eighth innings. I think it's the easiest way to say it. I think so. Right now it has Dylan Lee in the back of that bullpen. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that was one of the more surprising ones. Number and landing spot. Like if you're a team that thinks Reynaldo Lopez is that guy, you'd think that'd be more important on a team that's hurting for bullpen a little more. But clearly that's where the Braves want to bolster. Uh, and I don't know, you almost can't critique anything the Braves... They had the benefit of the doubt. And for and for a guy like Ronaldo and and any of these bullpen guys are good for them for getting a deal like that done early. Yeah. Done. Usually, usually to get get it done right now, you, you have to take a lesser deal. But no. Yeah. I mean they have that's, that's a position that you could linger in free agency for a while and someone scoops you when spring training begins. So one, two, three, four. Four guys in that bullpen recorded saves last year, including Ronaldo Lopez. So the Braves are loading up. I cannot wait to see what they do starting pitching-wise. Supposedly they were in on NOLA. Supposedly they had a higher bid in on NOLA, uh, which I would have really liked that for them, which I know sounds ironic because I was just mediocre to indifferent about the NOLA signing. But if you took him away from the Phillies, that's that's one of their weapons. He's been one of their go-tos. That um, I'm... They feel like they're going to trade for one of the guys. They've been heavily linked to Sonny Gray. I don't know. I, I think I think they're going to be so tempted by hitting a glass now button or a Burns button or a Dylan Cease button that they give up a little bit of prospect capital to go get one of those guys for a short-term contract. And I don't, a funny thing we ran into on Talking Baseball today, the Braves bench, Luke Waddle, Cody Milligan, and Forrest Wall. Expect them to bring in some veterans to fill out the roster in the Kevin Pilar role, Eddie Rosario, uh, and they cleaned out their 40, man. Yeah, they've, they've got room. It seems like they're going to make additions. They, they literally have to. So Penn Murphy, non-tendered. Uh, so that's kind of the baseball action we've got. I, I think the good news is the stove is rolling. The stove is happening, and I think 
What did Eno say? He thought that kind of the lower, I don't want to say lower class because that sounds a little rude. The the tier of the Lance starting Lins. pitchers, literally the Lance Lynn's, the guys who like you kind of all know they're all going to sign and in the neighborhood of one year deals for ten million. Sure, some funky options. This guy gets twelve. This guy gets nine. Whatever. Thought those might go pretty quick because a lot of guys the offers basically the same everywhere. Where do you want to be? You've got the offers on the table. So interested to see will will that keep going? Will any of the big boys make moves? We haven't heard any belly or hitting rumors. The Otani rumors aren't there. Yeah, weird uh, off season. I mean, in a way, Nola set the market. Snell's gonna want more. Yamamoto's gonna want more. I think Monty's going to ask for same, but settle for a little yeah. less. But the pitching market's been set. And now that conversations can begin for those other guys now. Yeah, with Nola and Lynn off the board, you kind of have your, we got something up here, we got something down here. Who are you? Uh, so hopefully that keeps going. Uh, we'll keep you updated uh, on all the MLB free agent. Two weeks from... For winter meetings when anything that doesn't go down between now and then probably will. Hot in the streets. Jolly and Biebs at winter meetings. People are already talking. Well, Foolish going? Foolish will be there. Hand stuff. Baseball. DraftKings. Make sure you guys are getting involved in the action, especially the holidays coming up. Turkey Day. Place a couple bets. If you place a $5, on, $5 bet on NFL action, you can score 150 instantly in bonus Bets, no matter your appetite, there's always something out there. Player player props, live bets, parlays. One of my buddies is on a huge live bet kick, and he's kind of killing it. Who knows? Let's ride that out. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code BAKERS. New customers can bet five on the NFL Thanksgiving action to score 150 insulin bonus bets only on the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code BAKERS. The crown is yours. I had to clear my throat. Yeah. <clears throat> Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in West Virginia. Visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but ages vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. The NFL weekend, I was able... To get pretty involved in, and I was happy about that. After my mm. cheese giving Saturday, I will reiterate it one more time. One of Jess's friends holds an event called Cheese Giving. It's like, uh, you know, I think a lot of people do friends givings, potluck Thanksgivings of sort. This is essentially that, but with cheese dishes. There were dips, there was individual cheeses, um, cheesecake that came out at the end that was troublesome for me. Um, so there was like, Baguettes with cheese. Anything that could have cheese, even if it was a little bit, uh, could be involved in cheese giving. I was nervous. Seems like way too much cheese. Uh, got there. Didn't really know any people there. Knew like three girls. Hung out with them. Brought my own personal four-pack of IPA beers. Drank that. Um, nervous, sweaty, eating cheese. In a good place, in a good place. <laughs> 
Took some lactate, which I think was a mistake uh, because that keeps stuff in your body that potentially could want to get out of your body. Um, the cheesecake came out. I went for it. It's one of my weaknesses. A couple drinks. Um, and then I threw up. I threw up all of the cheese stuff, mostly on my leg. Um, out, outside of cheese giving, so I didn't ruin anyone's cheese giving in there. Um, but yeah, my Uber driver did not like me. I was scared to open the app since then. Um, definitely got that charge for having puke on my leg. And, uh, yeah, I'll probably never do cheese giving again. So that was that. But that opened up my son. free out next year. I definitely gave myself an out, which allowed me to watch some NFL football. And I'll reverse engineer this just for once because my Denver Broncos, who I've been tough on, very tough on, they had a game that mattered. I don't want to say for the first time in a while, but Russell Wilson and Hackett was one of the worst things to watch, like, ever. Like, ever. Uh, They came out this year onside kick. You know my frustrations with that. Uh, They were one in five. Like, I don't know. Pretty over Russ, who's still one of the worst interviews you'll ever see. Uh, It was over Sean Payton. Kind of felt like he was hanging on to legacy points. And he's kind of got a resting smile face, which is when you're losing, you hate that. Just instinct. Um, They played the Vikings, and here's what I'll say. They won. They won at home. Sunday night football, 21-20. to They get the final drive at the end to do it. Russ cooks enough. I guess where I'm a little torn up is... They kind of got dominated in this game. They're one or two plays away from losing this game by a couple scores. But they kind of held up in the red zone. The only Vikings touchdown, Dobbs basically should have been sacked. And you don't know where to credit. He's really elusive. It's weird. Uh, You know, I know Collinsworth does the, like, I don't want to compare him to this guy in KC, but... There's this guy in KC that's kind of mobile like that. Uh, Mahomes scrambles feels super calculated. Dobbs still feels a little wild child, like he's not exactly sure what he's getting into. Scrambling. He's massive. Uh, I I threw out he's somewhere between... This is strictly running. He's somewhere between Mahomes' like shifty quirkiness and like people forget young Big Ben... Used to just be a nightmare. Young Big Ben was a nightmare to bring down. And Dobbs, they couldn't get him to the ground. It was crazy. Uh, that being said, Russ made a couple throws at the end of the game, which made me super excited. Obviously, the game winner to Cortland Sutton. He gives his guy a chance one-on-one, and Sutton goes, get it, gets it. Sutton's a dog, man. I love him. I almost went in not wanting to like him for some reason. This is really weird. My Broncos fandom is very unique. I I was having a lot of talks with myself after a pukey cheese giving about it. Um, Sutton, I don't know. I was just skeptical. I was like, ah, this guy, he's SMU, and I don't know, he's big, blah, 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 blah. Um, And kind of, I think, expectations, opposites attract a little bit. Uh, Jerry Judy has lost me a little bit because, man, Russ made a throw. All-out blitz. 
hits Judy in the hands, puts a little more air under it. It's the perfect throw, and he couldn't squeeze it. There's a little bit of contact, but for Russ to get that ball there. Anyways, Vikings felt like they were getting seven yards of rush. Broncos couldn't rush the ball. In a weird way, they couldn't get a lot done, and they were. And they got the win, so I, I'm stoked on the Broncos. I'm, I'm happy for Sean Payton. Uh, they've got a funky couple weeks coming up. I'm not all the way bought in. Uh, it did feel like Sean Payton was an old veteran boxer going against a young, better boxer and Kevin, what's his name, Kevin O'Connell uh, with the Vikings. And he was saving all of his party tricks to the end, and he finally got there and did it. And they, you know, they almost didn't. Vikings pulled off a fake punt on that, on one of their final drives. I'm happy with the Broncos win. I'm a little nervous what it means going forward because Russ needs to continue to get better. And I I couldn't tell how much of last night was Sean Payton having some old-school party tricks up his sleeve and being a really good coach and how much of it was the Broncos just surviving. But that's they were getting compared to the Steelers last night, and I, I'm very complimentary of them. And I'm happy we get more Broncos football games that matter. So... That was from the top, from the start of the week, Ravens-Bengals. Man, for all the people that were starting to get Bengals Super Bowl fever, and I was one of them, it's kind of over. Burrow gets hurt. There's a clip of him on the sideline. He tries to throw with the ball, and it just comes out of his hand because his wrist is jacked up. I mean, coming off the Bengals, being 5-3, and and they just took care of Buffalo at home after beating the Niners before that. Lose to the Texans, lose to the Ravens, and Joe Burrow's outie in that division. Bengals season is kind of kind of gone. We'll see if backup Jake Browning has anything going on, but I I don't know. I'll, I'll always root for a Jake. Meanwhile, the team that beat them, the Baltimore Ravens are eight and three, eight and three. Uh, wow. Uh, Chargers, Rams, Jaguars, Niners, Dolphins, Steelers. Okay, it's not exactly the easiest path coming in, but even if they win two or three of those games, you're having a great NFL season. Uh, Ravens defense, that's kind of what I've been driving home and you need to drive home. That Ravens defense is for real. Bengals, kind of out of the picture this season. And that's crazy. They've been at the end of almost... Almost every AFC season since Joe Burr has been back from his original injury. Brown Steelers play a Brown Steelers game, 13-10. You shouldn't be surprised. A lot of defense. Uh, I will shout out uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, a DTR uh, quarterback from UCLA. Uh, you want to see something cool? He cries after they win. It just shows you how much this really does mean to some people. I think we get sucked into the athletes, and I know NBA guys, when they instantly start dapping each other up after the game, sometimes I'm like, ah. I don't know. It's kind of a bad sports fan at this point, but, like, they'll be in the middle of, like, hey, if we make this shot, we win the game, and then they're dapping each other up. I don't know. That's a little corny on my end. Uh, meant a lot to DTR. They get the win, and... The other thing I'll pat myself on the back, Steelers dropped to 6-4. and four. Jalen Warren, 9 carries, 129. The only Steelers touchdown. He got loose and scored it. 
That dude's awesome. Nasty little guy. Give him the rock more. Browns. Reminder, I did this speech last week. The Cleveland Browns, I think on their third string quarterback, they're now seven and three. The Cleveland Browns. As I mentioned some other teams along the way, just remember that. Where they they're at organizationally. The Lions survive and improve to eight and two, which is a crazy record. Although it looked for a while like they were going to lose to the Bears. Goff looked awful. Goff looked awful early. Uh, negative fantasy points heading into halftime. He almost had a third. They had to take the ball out of his hands for a second there just because it was, it was so ugly. They bounced back 17 in the fourth to help win it. Bears are letting Justin Fields go. They very much... We're doing uh, Justin Fields' pass from the pocket. He had 18 carries this game for 104. They're starting to let him be Justin Fields again. I guess to see where they're at, because if they have that top draft pick, Fields is probably trade bait, but what value does he have? I don't know. We'll have time to talk about that. The Lions are 8-2. How about the Lions? The Lions and the Browns? Combined to be 15-5? and five? Quick math. Good on, good on both of them. Packers beat the Chargers. I don't know. More people saying Brandon Staley, how, to, how is he still coaching this team? He gets into a fight with reporters. I'm not into either of these teams, so I'm going to keep it moving. Chargers had some bad drops and stuff that I really shouldn't put that on Staley, but I don't even know what you do at this point. It just ain't pretty. I think we've got a list of the so NFL, Chargers. NFL top 100 players uh, list guessing game coming out soon. And I think Herbert was like top 10 or something. I don't know. I like Herbert. I don't know if he deserves to be there, but people think that. And how does this team do this every year? I don't know. Dolphins beat the Raiders 20 to 13. Good on the Raiders for keeping it closer than I thought. I'd pick the Dolphins in the against the spread league. Um, Couple injuries in this game. Tyreek had to step out for a minute. A-Chan came back, the fun running back, but he got hurt in this game. Raiders fought. Uh, Raiders fought in this game is 14-13 at halftime. Dolphins get the only two field goals in the second half, so kind of an ugly, ugly Dolphins-Raiders game. Not what you expected. Devontae broke loose for one. Uh, Tyreek Hill, 10 for 146, and his touchdown catch... If you haven't seen it, it'll always impress me. Like, he snatches it out of the air, which is cool and just a good catch, and then he turns on the burners, and nobody can run with him. Not a single person in the league can run with him. I don't get it. I've never seen this. Tyreek's not even... Has not lost a step. He's not like... He's 29. Been doing this a while. Saw a hole. And no, it's kind of cool. Blew through it. I had this thought process... Tyreek Hill, for a speedy athlete, or for what he is, acts like how I think all of us would if we had his kind of speed. Like, he takes off for the end zone, and he like throws out the peace sign, and he runs around the stands, and he's like, I don't know. I'm, it's weird analysis there, but he, he's the fastest. He's the fastest I've ever seen on a football field. Dolphins are 7-3. and three. Not an impressive win, though. But the Raiders are playing better. Antonio Pierce, we're rooting for him, we decided. Win's a win. Speaking of, 
The New York football Giants, Biebs. Mm-hmm. DeVito season? Are you in? Don't don't make me. Don't make me. They beat the Commanders. Happy for him. Thirty-one to nineteen. Um, pick six late helps seals it. I don't know. I think Giants fans are in a weird spot because they're about ready to give up on the season. And let's see what that <laughs> does to the draft pick. It was the first time this season that I like woke up Sunday, and I was excited about a Giants loss. And that was tough when it's they just own the Commanders and they beat them every time and. That's the way it goes, uh, and they win, which which is good. A lot of a lot of time to lose a lot of games. My God, Cowboys! I like, like to think Belichick doesn't has too much pride to let Tommy DeVito beat him this week, but we will truly one. find out. Uh, Cowboys roll on the Panthers. Sure, Panthers one and nine. Bryce Young, are they into it? Uh, Tony Pollard finds the end zone. I know that was frustrating. Some fantasy owner seven and three Cowboys, seven and three Jaguars. They take care of the Titans. Uh, I might have gotten too ahead of myself on the Will Levis hype train because their offense has been atrocious, as bad as it gets. Calvin Ridley seven one zero three two touchdowns. I know a lot of people need to see that. Your Houston Texans are six and four. Stroud and the fellas beat the Cardinals in what was a fun, ugly game, at least in the first half. Uh, Tank Dell putting up big numbers. That's kind of been Stroud's go-to guy. Devin Singletary, 22 for 112 for Houston. Six and four Houston Texans. They're on the map. Thought I had more than that. Niners. They beat the Buccaneers 27 to 14. Yep, all day. They were rolling. The Bills beat the Jets 32-6. to This game was chippy. Zach Wilson gets benched. I don't know. I, I know the Jets' defense is, is good. The Jets' defense is good, and they're getting zero help from their offense. But, man, they were I, – I don't know. I tweeted about it, and it was a little bit old man yells at crowd, but they were getting chippy and celebrating plays, and then they were getting, like, torched. Like Sauce Gardner on Shakir gets him. A couple big run plays that that kept drives going. 32 to 6. And now Tim Boyle gets the start next week. Tim Boyle from UConn fame. I think he was one touchdown and 13 interceptions at UConn. I don't know. My uh my buddies are running right now and are pretty hot that the Jets didn't get a quarterback. Didn't keep Josh Dobbs. There's a lot of teams kicking themselves that they didn't keep Josh Dobbs. Um, so that won't I won't LOL Jetson on that, but the trade deadline passed. Like this team should have brought somebody else in. And I I know I defended Zach Wilson a little bit because of the age and hoping there was some progression. There was nothing. And it's really bad. If he if he had gotten the year behind Rodgers, but no. No. Four plays. And then the Rams beat the Seahawks, 17-16. They get the final drive at the end, and the Seahawks don't. Well, they do. Jason Myers misses, I think it was a 55-yard field goal, which, I don't know, tough ask if he makes it. He's saying a different tune. Seahawks are 6-4. and Rams, they saved some fight left for their season as they've got a healthy Stafford twirling it. Uh, Falcons, Colts, Pats, and Saints. 
on the bye this week. And tonight might be one of the most watched Monday night football games of all time, considering everything going on with it. By far best best primetime game we've gotten on paper. Eight and one Eagles versus seven and two Chiefs. Uh, this is a lot of people's Super Bowl preview. This has a pair of brothers on each side. And one of the brothers is dating one of the most famous people in the world, if you haven't heard. Uh, so I don't know. I'm, I guess as a diehard sports guy, I'm flying a little nervous that this broadcast is going to be brutal tonight. I mean, between Taylor and brother, Kelsey bros, and everything outside of the football game, I guess what I'm kind of interested to see I don't know. I'm going to bet on this game. DraftKings, why not? Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't know. My early reaction was to do the under because I was wondering if these coaches would do like a, we're not going to show them the whole playbook because we actually might see this team in the Super Bowl. I don't know. I, I have no lean. Kansas City is minus two and a half point favorites. They're at home. I got nothing for you. Uh, expect a great game. Mahomes hurts. Both these teams are going to be up for this. Monday night football, everything in play. Um, I don't know. I guess buckle up. Got to be a Manning cast, right, too. So mm. there's there's going to be all sorts of coverage of this one. There's oh, probably this, gonna, could, this could be a good night for the Manning cast. Um, it could be a Manning yeah. cast night. I don't know. Will that the, take the, away the from normal, some? Normal we, broadcast could could get to a bad spot. I wonder if they've, you know, they, they usually post that guest list. Um, I'm over it. I'm not normally oh, yeah. a Manning cast guy, but uh, it's going to be a hell of a hell of a game tonight. America will be watching. That's what we do as we get ready for Thanksgiving football and hopefully a couple more signings before we talk to you guys. Wake and Jake, I believe, on a normal Wednesday at this so. point. So uh, thank you guys. We love you. Go sports. Ball and Play 2 presented by DraftKings is underway. Head over to our Warehouse Games channel to see all the action from Ball and Play. Get some skin in the game and download the DraftKings app right now. Don't forget to use our promo code WAREHOUSE. That's promo code WAREHOUSE only at DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours.